This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Nearly one in five Americans live with some form of disability. How has the Americans with Disabilities Act affected their lives? We'll talk to an expert. While it's been a tremendous way to empower people with disabilities to ensure they have access and legal abilities to protect their rights, in some cases, our culture hasn't changed when it comes to the way that people view people with disabilities. Then, less than a third of science and engineering workers are female. We'll hear from a student who's trying to close the gap. It's not necessarily girls not seeing that there's so much opportunity in STEM. It's more of us not having those role models, as many role models as perhaps our male counterparts do. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's show. Stay with us. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. There are millions of Americans who suffer from some form of disability, but there are people working to make their lives better. Joining us is Philip Pauley, the Policy and Practice Director of the Disability Advocacy Nonprofit, Respectability. Philip, how many Americans have some form of disability? The number might surprise you. Very simply, it's one in five Americans to the total of more than 56 million Americans live with some form of disability. That means that, you know, one in five people has some form of impairment that impacts their activities of daily living. It could be anything from a chronic health condition such as lupus or arthritis, or it could be a traumatic injury such as a spinal cord injury, meaning that somebody is a wheelchair user, or it could be somebody that is born with a disability such as somebody with Down syndrome or other developmental disabilities. The Americans with Disabilities Act of 1990 clearly had a major impact in many ways. In retrospect, how would you say it's viewed by the disabled, and did it go far enough? Well, the thing is about a law such as the Americans with Disabilities Act is that it was the Civil Rights Act for the one in five Americans who has a disability. It opened businesses, it opened homes, it opened hotels, hospitals, other places by requiring physical accessibility. And that has meant tremendous opportunities for more people to get out into their communities, to get out into the workforce. However, a law like that can only go so far. It can open legal pathways to protect your civil rights. That doesn't necessarily mean that attitudes and social stigmas around disability change. While it's been a tremendous way to empower people with disabilities to ensure they have access and legal abilities to protect their rights, it is still meant that our culture has had a long time to change. And in some cases, our culture hasn't changed when it comes to the way that people view people with disabilities. Speaking of culture, the media and Hollywood obviously have a major impact on how people see the world and how our culture and society moves. Have there been enough roles for the disabled and have disabled people been given access to media coverage, do you think, or could that be improved? It certainly could be improved, and I think there's signs that things are changing. So as it stands now, barely 2% of characters in film or television are characters with disabilities. And the vast majority of characters that have disabilities in film and television are almost always played by a white, able-bodied male who is what some people call cripping up. 
the thing is, when you have so many stories, when you have millions of Americans that live disability every day, they don't see their stories, they don't see their experiences reflected in the stories that our culture shares. However, I think things are changing. More and more, Hollywood is talking about diversity and inclusion, and I think people are starting to realize that disability needs to be part of every conversation about diversity and inclusion in Hollywood and in politics and in our culture. More importantly, television shows like the Emmy Award-winning reality series Born This Way, television shows like The Good Doctor are paving the way for authentic stories about people with disabilities to be told and to be successful. Tell us about respectability. What does the organization do and what are some of the steps that it hopes to take in the future? Respectability is a national, nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that is dedicated to two interconnected missions. We fight stigmas and we advance opportunities. We fight stigmas by helping the media and Hollywood portray more accurate, more authentic portrayals of people with disabilities. We help them better understand what it means to talk respectfully about disabilities. And when it comes to advancing opportunities, we work through policymakers, employers, the workforce system, and empower self-advocates to pursue employment and share best practices. If you could, say, wave a magic wand and have the world change in ways that would really make you happy as someone with your organization, what would some of those changes be? I think for me, the biggest thing is that there are serious problems when it comes to educational attainment and thereby employment opportunities for people with disabilities. Nationally, only about two-thirds of students with disabilities are graduating with a high school degree. What that means is that hundreds of thousands of youth with disabilities every year leave the school system, and when the school bus doesn't come anymore, they have nowhere to go. They may face great challenges because it's a competitive workforce. People need credentials to get ahead in life and to earn an income and become independent. If I could wave a magic wand, I would make sure that more students had the chance to complete their high school degree. And at the same time, youth with disabilities had more pathways into the workforce if they weren't college bound. And if they are college bound, opportunities for internships and success afterwards. When I was in college, one of my very closest friends was a gentleman who was blind. He was able to go into uh, Manhattan, ride the subway, all by himself. I mean, he was very much independent. Is that atypical, or is that more of a typical thing? It's increasingly typical, and it's especially thanks to technology. It's really amazing how far technology has come to empower people with disabilities to live independently and to work in the community. One of the great parts of my job is I get to travel to different states to work with governors to promote workforce opportunities. I actually had the chance to do a day-long tour with Governor Walker of Wisconsin, and we went to different work sites where they're training people with disabilities to work in competitive integrated employment. And something that was really amazing to see was this young woman who had developmental disabilities and was nonverbal. It meant that due to the combination of physical and psychological problems, she couldn't speak. Yet she could have a conversation with the governor of her state because she had an iPad in her hands. She was able to answer his questions. She was able to show him how she did her job just like anyone else. And that was really amazing. And it's a testament to what technology can do. Smartphones come every day with accessibility features which can integrate people into the workforce. And more and more, there are ways that people can pursue their dreams, pursue their skills, and live independently. Yeah, I can see that the technology is really going to make a difference now and going forward. And to interject on that point, technology in some cases can only go so far. Uber, for example, is great because it democratizes car ownership. You know, a lot of people with disabilities are poor and they may not be able to afford their own vehicles, but they can use Uber. At the same time, 
not a lot of Ubers are wheelchair accessible and discrimination still takes place. So technology can take us so far, but changing social attitudes is also critically important. Well, it sounds like your organization's doing some great work. Do you have any last thoughts for our listeners on this whole topic? Absolutely. I think that at the end of the day, the important thing to remember is that people with disabilities are our neighbors, our loved ones, our family members. They represent millions of us, of people who want to succeed, who have dreams, who want to achieve independence and earn an income just like anyone else. The challenges that come with having a disability mean that somebody who, you know, if you give them a chance, will have the passion and the drive and the desire to succeed. And together, I think we can make that a reality for many more people. Philip Pauley, Policy and Practice Director of the Disability Advocacy Nonprofit, Respectability. Philip, where can people find you on the web? People can find us on our website at respectability.org. So that's R-E-S-P-E-C-T-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y dot org. You can follow us on Twitter, you can follow us on Facebook, and learn about the amazing work that we're doing, and sign up to become a volunteer. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Next, encouraging women and minorities to follow technical careers. That story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 